Hey beloved, in today's episode of Living Consciously with me, Yvette Rachikopa, we're going to be talking about childhood rejection and how it affects your relationships. So yes, this is my first relationship recording. So many of us have gone through experiences whereby we find ourselves having certain patterns in our relationships. And we may not really understand why we have that pattern. We may have an awareness that we want to stop that pattern, but we don't know why it's there and we don't know how to stop it. And that's why I'm having this conversation with you today about how childhood rejection affects our relationships. A lot of people have been through rejection and they may not even know it and may not even have registered it as rejection, right? So that's why I'm going to start by talking about the different types of rejection that we face. And then once I'm done with that, I'm also going to tell you about um, how you can start um, processing childhood rejection and how you can start creating different relationships based on from a space of healing. So the different types of relationships are as follows. So the first one is that you grew up with both your parents, but maybe one of your parents was never showed you love and affection, right? And that's where you get the mother wound or you get the the father wound, I guess that's what I'll call it for today's episode. And really it's just that you may have grown with the same parents in the same household, right? But if they didn't affirm you, give you love, attention, it could have been because they're working too late, could have been for different reasons that might have made you feel rejected because you felt like, oh, I'm not worth my parents' time. Um, my parents don't give me affection. They don't tell me they're proud of me. Maybe I'm not good enough, right? The other type of rejection is that not growing up with either of your parents, right? So that could mean you didn't grow up with your dad, you know, the thing where your dad left at a young age or um, your mom also left um, left you to be raised by somebody else. So that also can be interpreted to a child as rejection. So maybe you were raised by your grandparents or... Um, you're raised by one of your parents, but either one of your parents leaving or not being there in your childhood or you growing up, could you could translate that as rejection um, as you process it in your childhood. The other type of rejection is that not being raised um, by either of your parents. So that means both your parents weren't there, right? So this is when completely you weren't raised by your parents. You were maybe raised by a fam- another family member, um, a grandparent and so forth. So that made you feel abandoned and abandonment and some and rejection sometimes go hand in hand, right? So that's the, the line is very thin within those two. The other type of rejection is when you're raised by a family member, right? Um, and you were treated differently from the other children in the house. So this is when you're raised by an aunt, an uncle, they took you in, Uh, maybe your parents passed on when you were younger and yeah, your aunt and uncle took you in and, but you were treated differently from the rest of everybody else in that household or in that family. So that made you feel rejected. That's a very valid um, feeling of rejection because sometimes I know um, from the people that I work with or just, from experience in the space that I'm in that people may feel like, oh, but I've been given so much. Why do I still feel rejected? You know, and even just them treating you differently, if that wasn't, even if it wasn't their intention or if it was their intention, that can still translate as rejection to a child who's just looking to be, you know, given love and affection and to be treated like everybody else. And the other type of rejection is when you are, and this is also something that a lot of people don't register as rejection, right? Favoritism or 
being raised by your parents, however they treated you differently from your siblings, right? Or every, or other people who lived in the same household and so forth. So that could also translate as rejection if your parents um, just treated you differently from your siblings um, and everybody also treated maybe your cousins better than they treated you, right? That's also a possibility where your own parents maybe didn't give you the same love and affection that they gave to everybody else. Obviously, there's a context to everything, but really it's just about acknowledging that inner child and why that inner child felt rejected and what could have led to that. And another form of rejection is being bullied or treated differently um, at school or at home, right? So if you are bullied at school for maybe the way you look, for maybe the way you spoke, for maybe the tribe that you came from, for maybe your background, you know, um, all those type of different things that could also lead to a person believing that they're not good enough. And that's where rejection comes in to play into that. So one would be like, oh, how does this play into rejection? How does this, how does this play into the relationships that I have, I'm going to get to that because the thing is, once you experience any type of rejection earlier on in your life, right, you create these limiting beliefs that you're not good enough as a result of that rejection. The limiting beliefs could be that I'm not good enough, right? And you grow up believing all of that, right? And therefore, the kind of relationships that you have in your adult life reflect that limiting belief, right? Reflect those thoughts that you have around that limiting belief. But I'm going to touch into that. A little bit shortly i go deeper into these limiting beliefs that you have obtained from the childhood rejection that you experience so the signs that you may be dealing with childhood rejection are when you experience rejection in your adult life it hurts more right so here's the thing a lot of times i say this to people that you're not mad at this person that's rejected you you're mad at the fact that you know, you feel that everybody has rejected you and all those emotions from the unprocessed rejections that you experienced or what you thought was rejection surface, right? Therefore, even the anger, the sadness, the disappointment, the feelings of not being good enough, I even times 100 because those things are based on you believing that you're not good enough and now you're experiencing this again, you experienced it in your childhood and it just feels 10 times worse than what it would have to somebody who has never experienced rejection earlier on of course it's allowed to hurt even if it's your first rejection right even if this is the first time you're being rejected that doesn't mean that it's not allowed to hurt deeply but sometimes because you've experienced rejected before and you never got to process it right you never got to affirm yourself you know you never got to process that experience that hurt you you know whether it was bullying or being rejected by your parents or abandonment and so forth then rejection hurts even more when you're in your adult life the other reason um, that you might, that will help you notice, or the other sign rather, that will help you notice that you've experienced rejection is that you're constantly trying to earn your love in relationships, right? So trying to earn love in relationships and friendships. So that means that you think that in order to be valuable, you have to perform, right? You have to give more because deep down you don't believe it. So of course, this is not a conscious thing. This is something that people do unconsciously. So, so a lot of times people will be performing relationships. They don't have boundaries. They say yes to everything because deep down they don't believe that they are valuable. So therefore, so that people don't reject them because they're afraid of rejection because they're scared, you know, of being alone or not being accepted into the group or not being loved. Right. So they do anything because remember when your brain is in survival mode, you do anything to kind of keep that thing 
um, that you feel you are lacking, right? So you're, so because you're in survival mode, you operate from that space and therefore you lack boundaries. So really a lot of people that have experienced childhood rejection will find themselves people pleasing and so forth. And that means in relationships, you believe that in order to be valuable, you know, you have to always give that person money, for example. And that's why a lot of women experience financial abuse, right? Or even men sometimes experience financial abuse because deep down, they don't believe that there's value in them being as who they are. So they perform and do a lot so that they can become valuable. Um, and yeah, so that's where people pleasing starts. And I'm trying to read my notes here. And that's where a lot of people, this is also part of a really important part. And this episode is going to have a lot of deep content, I suppose. So that's why I have notes. And really this part is that sometimes people who, who justify their people pleasing will say things like, I just love too much. I'm just too good. Right. And I always say that, are you really being good if you're not being good to yourself? Right. Or are you just trying to earn your worth by compromising your boundaries, by compromising yourself, your emotions and actually what it is that you want so that you don't get rejected. Right. So there's a huge difference. And if you're saying you're a good person, it always has to include that you're good to yourself. Now I'm going into a sermon, but really, I just want you to make that point clear that sometimes it's you're really just people pleasing and it's hidden behind a lot of things. I just care so much. I'm just too good. People don't deserve me. And that narrative is really not serving you. So, um, yeah, a lot of people who have experienced childhood rejection are not conscious of it. You may end up in relationships with people who are not available to you. So when you've experienced childhood rejection, you unconsciously end up in relationship with people that are ultimately going to reject you, right? So these people may not be physically or emotionally available. And what does that look like? It looks like being in a relationship with somebody who turns out to be married every single time, right? It looks like being in a relationship with somebody who's not emotionally available to you. So they don't prioritize you. They're always working. Um, they prioritize their friends, whatever it is. But those people don't avail themselves emotionally or they already have a girlfriend. You tend to find out all oh, they cheat on you, right? So the pattern kind of repeats itself whereby this person is not available to you because that rejection. So life is basically a mirror and every single pattern that we experience is showing us that there's something that needs to be healed and if you keep attracting a certain type of relationship a certain type of person if there's a pattern there right there's healing that needs to happen through that pattern because that pattern is bringing to your awareness something that needs to be healed so notice the pattern that you have and you'll find that a lot of people that have been through rejection kind of always end up with people who will ultimately reject them for whatever reason you know and then at the end of it they'll say ah i knew it i'm not good enough right i knew it it was never gonna work out i knew it they're gonna reject me because everybody rejects me and that's kind of like the narrative that that person has although with cheating i also want to make this clear that sometimes it's learned behavior right so sometimes in terms of cheating it could also just be learned behavior meaning that you believe that cheating is okay in relationships because you witnessed maybe one of your parents cheating on the other and therefore you think that's acceptable so therefore you keep attracting it because you need to kind of okay i actually don't like this and it's not okay because it's hurtful so you need to get to the point where you you know you learn that okay just because this happened in my childhood this because one of my parents kept doing this doesn't mean that it's okay right doesn't mean that it's acceptable and let it go of certain beliefs that kind of support that that thing is okay right or you either just witnessed it and you need to process it and unconsciously that keeps surfacing as well so with cheating it's not always because of the rejection it's also sometimes just because of 
what you learned about relationships through observing your parents' relationships or the relationships of the people around you and the beliefs that you have around cheating or trusting men and so forth. So that's another podcast for another day, as I always say in all my podcasts. So um, the other thing that childhood rejection shows up through is that you unconsciously sub unconsciously sabotage romantic relationships and sometimes even friendships so here's the thing when you believe that you're not good enough right or when you believe that everybody's going to reject you and you have that story you've been holding it onto it for your entire life and it's been your narrative right sometimes you unconsciously sabotage relationships because you believe that people are going to reject you so you reject them first you push them away unconsciously and you'll notice this through a pattern of relationships that just end and because you're scared of getting hurt even though those people are really trying to be there for you because you believe that they'll ultimately reject you that you're not good enough you push them away first unconsciously so or you do things that will push those people away for example if you believe people are going to reject you you might or believe that you're not good enough you might show a behavior of going through messages and phones and doing or being mistrusting and that pushes a person away or with friends you might overreact to certain things and not to say that i can't speak for every incident that has happened in your life but i can say there are sometimes incidences whereby you just cut people off because you're like oh they're gonna reject me unconsciously so or you overreact with certain things because deep down you're like ah people are you know i'm always gonna reject me and i'm not good enough anyway so you just push them away and tell yourself some sort of story right even though maybe some of those relationships could have been things that you could have spoken through worked through and sometimes you're just really sabotaging the relationship because you don't believe you deserve it you don't believe it will last so you kind of make it end before it actually comes to an end and another way that um childhood rejection shows up is that you struggle to let people in right so that means building walls and unable to let people in and you can also just notice the pattern in that so some of the things that you say to yourself is that um, men will not stake people cannot be trusted i'm not good enough um you fear losing the people around you so you cling on tight which suffocates them then that relationship eventually ends right because that's how you sabotage relationships, right? Because you already believe that, oh, they're going to reject me. They're going to reject me. So you hold on tight to them so that they don't reject you. But they reject you in the end because you're acting from a space of fear and not love. So the thing is, anything that we do from a space of fear and not love, right, gives us the results of fear. So if you're going to cling on to a relationship, whether a friendship, romantic, or any other type of relationship, you're going to do too much and you're going to ultimately lose the relationship because you're acting from a space of fear. So fear breeds the results of fear, which is more pain for a lot of people. So that's usually how childhood rejection shows up in relationships and that's how it, it affects our relationships, right? So how do you begin to heal childhood relationships? childhood rejection sorry english you have to look at start to identify when you first felt child rejection right and i've mentioned some of those scenarios so that some of you can start to resonate with oh this is the first time that i started to believe that i'm not good enough this is the first time that i felt rejected this is the first time that i felt like i'm not lovable and everybody's always going to leave me right because that's what happens in a person or in a child who's experienced childhood rejection not all experiences are always in the childhood. I mean, it could be later on of being accepted in a group, you know, all those things that happened in the t- in teenagers can also teenage years can also affect how one perceives themselves. So it's really just about looking at your own history and saying, when was the first time that I felt like I'm not good enough? 
When was the first time I started believing that people re- will reject me? When is the first time that I started believing that everybody will leave me? When I was the first time that I felt that everybody, my relationships do not stick. And then you start to identify, okay, this is when and this is what happened. And this is how it made me feel. Because what happens is when you acknowledge your inner child, you heal your the adult self, right? So everything that you acknowledge in your younger self, you start to heal in your adult life. And you'll notice you'll, that's when you can actually start to change the p- pattern from the inside out. Because a lot of times you'll go and watch these YouTube videos and watch listen to these things on, you know, how to improve relationships, how to work on relationships. But we haven't dealt with the root of the things that we believe about ourselves that keep creating a certain p- pattern, right? So in order to shift the pattern, you need to change what you believe. And if you believe something that doesn't serve you, like, everybody's going to reject me. You need to believe something different. Like people can stick in my life. I am lovable and I am good enough. Right. Therefore, then you'll start to notice that you don't have to perform for relationships to stick around. You don't have to do too much. You don't have to compromise yourself or your values. Right. And you certainly don't have to cling on to people for them to stay. They'll stay because you're good enough. And when you know that you'll show behavior that represents that. That's why I said everything starts from the inside and manifests on the outside, right? So deal with that belief and say, okay, what, what am I choosing to believe about myself from this day onwards? What story am I going to start telling myself from this day onwards? And now that you've done that, you're going to, I'd say, write a letter to your younger self and express those things. Acknowledge the experience that your younger self had, right? So this could be again in your childhood or in your adult life and say, Hey, I know that you experienced this and this and this, and it made you feel this and it made you believe this and this and this. I now choose to give you permission to do this. I choose to give you permission to believe this about, I acknowledge this and this about you, about you. So write a letter to your younger self and read it to yourself in front of a mirror out loud. Um, when I did this, it brought me to tears and this was actually not long ago. Um, I'd already, I've done a lot of, you know, sessions with an NLP practitioner who's somebody that does what I do. And really it allowed me to process some of the childhood traumas that I had. You know, I experienced rejection in my childhood, you know, and for different reasons, one parent was present, but I still felt rejected because of the way they treated me. Um, so childhood abuse also comes contributes to rejection and the other parent wasn't present so I felt rejected because they weren't there and I only realized this when it started showing up in my relationships in my adult life and that's when I realized oh this is childhood rejection you know as I started being in the profession that I'm in now in the healing space um, as a coach and NLP practitioner and all those other tools that I use I noticed that yeah this is pattern is here and I'm trying I remember just having this moment of just saying why does this keep happening? I'm noticing there's a pattern, but I don't know why. And eventually I realized I had these limiting beliefs about myself. Um, I really didn't believe that I was lovable, that people would stick. Um, and I acted from a space of fear a lot of times in my relationships. So you need to acknowledge your inner child and the experiences that you went through and how they made you feel. And write that letter to your younger self and read it to yourself while looking at yourself in the mirror and say it out loud. Because that experience needs to be processed and release it from your energy, right? Because what you acknowledge, you can now release. And what you can release, you can heal. And once you release it from your energy, right, you can now start to learn a different pattern. So there's, of course, tangible things that you need to now do as part of your healing process. So you've written the letter, you've acknowledged this experience. 
Now, what is it that you're going to do in order to really um, change your experience? That means now work on this relationship strategy that you have, right? Work on speaking up for yourself in relationships. Work on setting boundaries in relationships. Because, I mean, now that you know that you're enough, what boundaries are you going to put in place so that the relationships that you have are from a genuine place, right? Because I always say that you can't have genuine relationships if you've never given the people opportunity to just know you for who you are. So if you've been buying your relationships, how are people ever going to just love you for who you are? So you've also been robbing yourself of the opportunity of being loved for who you are so really go and start setting boundaries and do the work on the ground so that you can change the type of relationships that you have and keep in your life so that's where the manifestation and the creation of the type of relationships you want so do it from the inside out work on yourself start to love yourself start to appreciate yourself for who you are affirm yourself knowing that you are good enough and understanding that you thought you were not good enough because of that experience. But that doesn't mean that that's your truth. I know it's probably been your truth for the longest time and you've believed that you're not good enough. But really start to question and notice where that story came from and change the narrative on a practical basis by acting from a space of love and not fear. By acting from a space of knowing that you are good enough and nothing can take that away. And just because somebody didn't choose you, just because your dad left or your mom left at a young age, just because people treated you differently because of the way you look, the way you sound, the tribe you're from, the race, your race, all that stuff, the way you spoke, doesn't mean that you're not good enough. So start to believe and act from that space. And my question for you is that now that you know that you're good enough, what are you going to do differently? What's going to change in your reality? What, what, what are you going to allow in your reality? So notice all the things that need to change so that you can now act and live from a space of being good enough and not try to buy your love and not act from a sphere of rejection and so forth because that really affects the kind of relationships that you have. So this podcast was a mouthful, but I really, yeah, I start to, I really hope that this brought to your awareness things that you need to heal. I really hope that this brought your awareness things that you need to shift in your reality and how this limiting belief of how this childhood rejection really affected you and what you think and believe about yourself. And I really hope you start to have more grace for yourself as you move forward in your journey. And I really hope that you do the work, you know, you do these exercises and so that you can see the shifts and changes in your reality. So that's how childhood rejection affects your relationships. Please subscribe to my podcast, YouTube channel, wherever you're listening to this. And let me know by commenting um, if any insights that you have or any comments or anything else you want me to talk about in future podcasts. Sending you love where you are. Remember to follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Yvette Rajukopa, author, life coach, NLP practitioner and wellness educator. I do the work of healing <laughs> in summary. And yeah. Until next time, remember to trust the process.